0: What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks.
1: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au,
2: predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. backers together and loving it. TNC's apply.
3: Welcome to Talking Trots with Morton Michael Radley on SEN Track.
4: Yes, hello, it's Friday, which means two things. Talking Harness WA and Gloucester Park Friday night and a big show we've got for you today on here on SEN Track 657. Um, We're going to have just about, I think, the leading owner in uh, WA, Bob Fowler, is going to come and uh, join us. Also, stud master and sponsor of Harness Racing. Uh, Looking uh, looking back at uh, Bob's um, career in Harness Racing and chatting about a few of the current issues. Uh, We're also going to deep dive into a few races with our man, Scott Bomber-Hill, who was magnificent last week, $17 winner. To finish the night, uh, one of the four, we finished well in front uh, last week with Caveman. And Ben Cray's got to be uh, along later on. He's He, he also was on fire. Uh, one out of one for him. $5 at Royal Newcastle last week for Ben Cray. We'll have uh, some more tips from over east at the end of the show. But uh, unfortunately, Mortz has uh, been sidelined this week. Uh, nothing too much to worry about. He'll be back next week. But uh, the medical sub's been brought in straight in. Rob Gartrell, The Running Camel. How are you, Rob? Thanks for coming in. And once again, uh, filling in for, for our man, Morts. Yes, Michael, lovely to be here.
5: Um, Morts, what, some cosmetic surgery? Uh,
4: yeah, I think he's getting eyelash tints.
5: Yeah, maybe a bit of Botox for Mortz. <laughs> Good thing about Mortz
4: Doesn't, here. doesn't. He's a good-looking rooster.
5: Well, I sort of think... He probably does have a head for radio morts, and a
4: little bit of work wouldn't go astray. Yeah, well, people in glass houses, yeah, they say. (laughs) Robbie?
5: Actually, last time I did the show, I did it from Melbourne, so that was quite exciting. They've got a magnificent setup over there. uh they looked after me well, so um, I did enjoy it.
4: Yeah, not not like the salubrious surroundings. Uh, as well.
5: well, back to reality, but we did see Gillian Goss. Yeah. <laughs> so that's always exciting to see those boys in here this morning. Yeah, I
4: mean, aren't they going strong?
5: They are, they are very strong.
4: Gillian Goss. And, and of course, following the Tab Touch Lounge, it's a it's a great show as well with our man Peter Vlahos and, uh, and Declan. But yes. uh, before we get into our first guest, this uh, segment's brought to you by Steel Blue Boots. Built for comfort, made for work, 376, uh, thre- 736 stockists nationwide. Robbie, they've got a multi-layered shock absorbing pr- sole with premium braid leather.
5: I'm glad you mentioned that, they're, Michael. they're the
4: boots that all workmen should wear because they are the best.
5: And they are a great WA retailer and they, yep. they have a great. VIP program, so if you sign up, you go in a monthly draw to get a free pair of boots. So yeah. Go Steel Blue.
4: And uh, Ross Fitzgerald is uh, a great owner. He added the dart the other week. <laughs> Just a, He's a lucky owner. We need to get him into one of our horses, Robbie. We All right. Before we uh, get into the first guest, uh, one of his charges has been going great guns of late. Uh, on Friday night, made it two on the bounce. And um, that's uh, Bob Fowler's back in 20. And uh, the last two wins have been driven by Madison Brown, trained, of course, by Justin Prentice. Let's listen to uh, Back in 20 really toweling up his opposition last week.
1: Back in 20, well clear. Not a Benedinario. Mr RD, they're both running on. Also coming through, there you go. And back on the inside, Extreme Prince and Cavalry Call is battling away as well as a corner though. And it looked all over. Back in 20 is a mile out in front. Is doing it very easily at the moment. Mr RD got pushed out very wide. Getting up on the inside, Cavalry Call. On the outside, not a Benedinario. Extreme Prince, Mr RD. But it is all back in 20. And back in 20 has won by 15 metres to Cavalry Call. Not a Benedinario Extreme Prince, and there you go, and Mr. RD in that order.
4: Yeah, it was about a four-length winter back in 20, and as I said, going great guns. Three out of his last four, his last two on the bounce. And his owner joins us, uh, Bob Fowler. Bob, you must be really pleased with the way back in 20 is going for for Justin Prentice.
2: Yeah, good morning, uh, Rob. Good morning, Michael. Certainly am. Uh, It is a horse that, if you find the front... Uh, he is very hard to toss Justin has always said to me in front this horse uh, will win a, a serious race one day You know, he does need the front he, he grows, he's one of those horses that grows a leg uh, as they say uh, when he hits the front and uh, um, a bad draws have held him back a, a little bit of late but he's won three of his last four and very very pleasing the horse actually looks like he's gone to a new level uh, in his last couple of performances and Madison Brown's done a great job on him
5: yeah he is going very nicely Bob um Welcome, thanks for coming on and generally we get our guests on, um, we like to, to go back to the start and um, just ask a few general questions and the first one that comes to mind is how you actually got into the harness racing game those years ago. <laughs>
2: uh, I sold, I'm sold. a motor vehicle dealer and I sold a Chapa car most probably 45 years ago and he just came out of the army and told me that he was having. He had to wait for some new severance pay to pay the, the balance. So. We waited and waited. In the end, I rang up the army and they said he's getting all he's going to get. And I grabbed hold of the bloke and he said, I own half a horse, you can have that. <laughs> so <laughs> so I went and collected this horse with uh, and my uh, my friend, Joe Emma, who unfortunately passed away last week or earlier yes, this week. And I went to Joe and said, there's a horse up in York, we've got a float, picked it up. and." Um, filly was called freedom's choice she was a sister to um I think Gary John I think Gary John won about 26 races and we thought Boy, this is Christmas on toast so but from there she couldn't run out of sight in a dark night and that I think the bloke owed me $500 and I wouldn't and like to say how many millions it's cost you since then.
5: Well, we Sorry. we in the industry offer him a great debt to to having you <laughs> yes, in the industry for such a long time, and, and the money and the effort and everything you've done for the industry is is magnificent. Now, you you obviously breed a lot of horses and you race up a lot of horses. Which of yeah. those occupation is number one?
2: Oh, look, I think they go hand in hand.
5: You know,
2: I really. Um, I love watching the bloodlines when I was was just a a boy. I used to breed pigeons, racing pigeons, and I used to follow all the breeding, and I was very successful in racing pigeons, Um, and it's no different, I suppose, it's just the bloodlines and trying to get the, in your opinion, of which bloodline mixes with which bloodline and to produce a very good horse, Um, and I like both aspects of it. I I couldn't much probably separate it. the thrill of racing is great. If I had to have, a, if I had to give up one, I'd give up racing and I'd stay with breeding. I suppose that's the answer.
5: Yeah, I was, I was thinking that was probably going to be the answer. But that, yeah, the pigeons, and the bill lorry, that's, that's um, very interesting. Now, would Stud, start, you started in serpent back in the 80s, the breeding side of things. That's correct.
2: Yes, uh, we still own the property down there, but uh, we've imported a lot of stallions. I think. Uh, Going so back to the days of uh, an albatross selling in, in Orwood's Trick, um, uh, then a most happy fella in its levity. And mm-hmm. since then, you know, we bought the first son of Falcon Sealster in Million to One. Yes. Um, uh, and Northern Lights were the first son of No nukes sport to the Southern Hemisphere, and uh, it was from a fantastic family. Northern Lights Million to One I bought the Meadowlands Pace winner Hilarion. Hilarion, to yeah. Australia and unfortunately um, he smashed a leg early mm. in his start career but he'd had the leading two-year-old of the Australian two-year-old year in Galarian, and Galarian. wasn't roster. he a superstar yeah he was fantastic you know and so yeah I've been um, you know and of course the new horses or the recent horses you know that we have is the Follow the Stars which we brought from mark Purden's group um, when he broke down at the at the three-year-old Well, i wouldn't say broke down he ran second but he did uh, injury leg at, uh, at the three-year-old Reader's ground final and we bought him late in that season uh fly, fly like an eagle uh, another um Australia, new zealand two-year-old of the year which is currently and uh, got a great job and uh i've, I've Believe we have the uh, magnificently son, bred son of uh, a rock and roll Hanover in rock and roll world, which is standing at the with Belinda McCarthy at Copperdy Farms this year. So uh, he stood his first year in WA, uh, then in Victoria, and this year he'll stand in New South Wales at, uh, with the McCarthys.
5: Excellent. And you, in about two thousand, you moved your um, from Serpentine to you set up and uh, moved into Bullsbrook. Has that been a a very uh, good move?
2: Yeah, look, you know, we we went from a 57 in the old term, 57 acres and Bullsbrook offices, 430 acres. Um, and it's a much, you know, much bigger property. We have very good supply of uh, underground water. So we have quite a lot of irrigation. We can grow a lot of our, you know, uh, our uh, feed. Uh, yeah, it has been a much better move and, and uh, you know, bigger stables. We have a full-time manager and staff out there. There's five staff, so yeah, it's a bigger operation, and um, it's much, and I suppose a little, a little more central uh, in a lot of ways, going north and whatever. But uh, no, it's been a good move.
5: Yeah, it's a beautiful setup, and. Uh... Having been out there a couple of times, it's very impressively done.
4: Yeah, well, you've mentioned some of the stallions that you've brought out here, and, and tell you what, this, this the effect that they've had on the WA breeding industry, including, you know, Northern Lights and a million to one. But you've raced some great horses as well, and and in the 80s, you you raced a um, a star with the the Bob and Vin Knight team in Amendment, who was right at the peak of, of Bob and Vinny's powers when they had when a, and they had a bunch of superstars. And what was it, what was it like racing a, a, a horse like Amendment with the Knights?
2: Uh, look, um, you know, we, we used to go to travel to the east a lot and, and follow all the inter-dominions around and whatever. And, you know, I got on with Vin pretty well. He was, he was a and We got on well and, and I had a very good friend who's since passed away, John Stormont, who used to buy a lot of good horses for me from um, uh, New Zealand. And we used to bring them into, uh, you know, into uh, WA and race them and, and then moved them on. I had the company with Frank Rinaldi I used to sell Australian American bloodstock and we used to race them here, then, then move them on to America. But uh, yeah, John rang me one day and he said, there's a horse called Amendment. And um, he said, it's a great, you know, you should buy this horse. So I bought it, I sent it straight to Vinny, And Vinny rang me up, uh, he had it a couple of weeks. He said, you have made a big mistake. I said, why that? He said, this horse couldn't beat time with a stick. And said, so I
5: said,
2: <laughs> I, said this, I, I did tell you Vin, this horse is no good. In a trial or track work, he, he's Clark, Kent, and Superman. Take him to the races. He didn't believe me, but we won five straight. We shot the Shire Melton plate and a few other races, the Coca Cola uh, pace, and then we won the uh, Kilmore Cup.
4: Kilmore oh, Cup. 10 yeah.
2: yeah. And unfortunately, um, you know, when Ben lost his life, uh, I sent the horse amendment back the next year. in in memory and gave it to Bob and we ran third with an amendment there but he ran he ran third in the pacing cup over here so you know he was good Mm.
4: do do you have you can you identify who's the best horse you've raced
2: oh I might probably sheer rock and roll I suppose a filly I've read myself you know I mean she won over 300,000 I mean the military master I sent to America has won over 300,000 um uh he was a nice horse and you know uh lord willoughby's gone to america and won a couple of hundred thousand. Oh, no i i suppose as, a, as a possibly a favorite cheer rock and roll you know it was uh, it, you know three hundred thousand dollar earner and a very nice filly that we're breeding from now um amendment yeah, was a lot of thrill captain lee was another horse that we raced in the end of the minions was, um and you know had some a good trotter and happy tom but, you know it's hard to say michael i've memory's fading too. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> well, you've had
4: enough of them. <laughs> so, um, it's been a um, long, long
2: time. an absolute love, of passion.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Well, as a as a as a stud master as well. Fly, fly like an eagle started his career in in sensational fashion. Uh, that that must give you a great pleasure as well. Seeing um, him going so well, even if you're, they're not your horses and, and it's people that have that have actually supported him.
2: No, look, it is. I mean, uh, uh, one of the fillies that we've we've read ourselves Eagle Walter came back to trials on Wednesday at Pinjarra and um, she beat Valhalla Miss which I've read Valhalla Miss as well and Valhalla Miss is a group one winner and a yeah. very very smart filly so no it's, it's I'm looking forward to you know um, uh, the pearl coming up in the next couple of weeks and uh, you know I think he's got is the fly like an the leading two year old sire in Australia ahead of Captain Treacherous you know so he's doing An exceptional job Um, from a small base out of WA, and you know, like Captain Treacherous stands at twenty-two thousand dollars and would have some of the best mares in Australia doing. where fly like an eagle. The stud fee was three thousand three hundred. So, and you know, in a a small pool like WA, it's hard to have that quality of mares. So it's hard. It's great to be on top of the ladder and leading horses like that. So no, it is good.
4: And his progeny were hot property at the um, the APG sale as well, which which was good. There was uh, there was some some uh, pretty um, ferocious bidding going on for a, for a few of those fire like an eagles.
2: Yeah, look, they do the job that they um, and they've got they've got bottom and they've got speed. So you know, I, I just think that he's, he's a max three line. You know that, that you know max three's gone. So mm-hmm. you know, if you look at that direct scooter line. You've got Captain Treacherous. You know, you had some Beach somewhere mm. um, and those type of things. And, and Mac 3 himself, a very still, very, very dominant uh, line, fly like an eagle in the same thing. He's an extremely well-bred horse uh, out of the family of Choking and Charanga and, and things like that and uh, uh, changeover. So it, it's a, a very proper, a, a dominant family. It's got two brothers that are both, you know, sub-50 horses. Um, and it's a very, very... Very strong family. I couldn't be more. But if you've, se- Michael, have you seen uh, fly like an eagle yourself?
4: Uh, no, I haven't. i not in person. I've Like obviously saw him race, but um, um, yeah, he, he's a pin up stallion. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh,
2: a lot of a lot of very experienced horsemen have said, you know, he's got everything in the right place. He's a pin up boy it, sure. you know. Um, like a movie star looks for a horse, he really is eye catching. Most people who yeah. come to see him or take photos of them, people from the eastern states, say that he's an outstanding looking horse. So, uh, and fellow stud masters have said that too. So, you know, he has got the right thing. When I bought the horse from John through America from uh, uh, the brothers in America, John Curtin said to me when we negotiated you haven't seen this horse in the flesh have you and I said no he said well you better go and have a look at some photos of him he's sensational and it's worked out he's right he's a very good looking and well put together horse.
5: And rock and roll world Bob Um, I put one of my mares to uh, the horse that's going to rock my world Um, (laughs) how did you pick him up?
2: as I said earlier Frank Rinaldi used to be my agent in America and Frank rang me one day and I've sold Frank a couple of horses that have raced in WA and gone on and he rang me and said look there's one of my big owners that's got a stallion that's uh, um, it's, it's got an injury and uh, it's a, it's an entire and it's beautifully red you know it's uh. so I looked it up and through we negotiated with the owner and uh, we were very fortunate to be able to get hold of him he's Arguably the best bred stallion in in, in Australia is I mean is yep. uh, the dam is a, a multi you know a million dollar winner that's rock and roll Hano the world leading sire at the stage the full sister is the dam of Captain Treacherous much like the hottest property down here at the moment so it's a family full of sires and um, he's a lovely lovely horse and uh, yes I think he'll do a great job it, it's,
5: yes we're certainly it's, um, it's, uh, looking forward to the progeny I must say. Um, that's good. The yeah. other reason we got you on, Bob, too, is um, obviously the hot topic at the moment um, is the proposed stallion levy that uh, HRA <laughs> has put up and uh, it's out in the marketplace at the moment for discussion. And um, obviously being um, a man that's, that's into the breeding industry, we just wanted to get your thoughts on this proposal.
2: Yeah, well, I'm a director of HRA, which comes with a position of uh, um, being, you know, um, harvest director for or director for the codes in Western Australia for Rawa and I I personally I'm kind of amazed at the 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 rebuttal for this I mean there's we've given the figures that there's you know um, this is a 15% levy on stallions that are shuttle or frozen are serving two services northern hemisphere and southern hemisphere so they make their full bill like a normal our Stallions do, or Australian Stallions do, and then they come from the northern hemisphere to the Southern Hemisphere. And the money goes back to America. Hanover Farms or, you know, with the greatest respect, they don't put anything money back into Australian racing. There's this levy if you based on the figures, there's, you know, on the amount of money going out of Australia and the figures that we say of two million dollars in stake money, there's, you know, is a there's most probably a, a, an estimate of about 20 percent less than that 20 so it, it's i should say above that and we've cut it back a revenue of 15 would on 18 million is about you know 2.7 million we've calculated that it had about two million dollars that would go back into the industry i mean uh, there's some funny things like why should breeders support um racing I don't know what you breed your horses for. All the horses are bred for racing. We, we only race if we don't race. We don't have anything to bet on. We don't have anything to bet on. There is no industry. So they've made some silly statements. The Irish thoroughbreds put a tax on French and American stallions coming to Ireland because it's damaging the thoroughbred industry. And, they, and I think this is a positive idea. And everyone's saying, oh, they'll just pass it on to the breeders. But that's that is just um, a throwaway line, and commercial reality will come into it. It's a commercial thing you know like if, just just to look at it this way so if a stallion stood say for five thousand dollars and let's say the stud master and that would be a low figure for an import stallion but let's say five thousand dollars let's say the stud master gets twelve fifty and 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 let's say that 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 fifteen uh, percent is seven hundred and fifty it comes out of that so even if you run it back to about $3,000, if you serve 100, 120 of my tribe mares instead of 150 mares, are going to make 300000 If you If a horse is standing for 10, he's going to make $600,000. $600,000, yeah. 1500000 going to make nine, you know, $900,000. Yeah. And after taking all the fees back, it's going to go back to America. And like in the looks of Captain Tred- Treacherous, it's going to be, you know, in the orders of millions, go back you know, $1.2 million, $1.5 million goes back to America on the basic figures and taking the money out for the stud master, the levy and whatever. Now, if you had to make a decision, do you want 300,000 or 600,000 or 900,000 for shuttling semen to Australia and even taking the cost of shuttling the horse back and forth, would you make that decision? Or you say, no, I don't want 300, I don't want 1.2 extra after the horse has served his full book in America. People aren't going to stop doing it, um, and that 200,000, which is it could equate to 2.7 or 2.5, but we never know how many foals are going to be born or whatever, so we, we do it at, at HRA, it says 2 million. That money can go into Australian Australian pacing cup, Australian oaks, Australian derby, a trotting derby, a trotting oaks, or whatever, and that's HRA Maybe is- even an Everest, Bob. Well, it'd be nice to be able to do that, but yep. HRA has sent out this thing and said, come back and tell us, the whole everyone in Australia that's in that, which way do you think it's best spent, and we're prepared to listen to it. But One of the biggest worries at the back of this is there's no guarantee that the New Zealand is going to continue in the inter-dominion, so we obviously, they're financially strapped, they won't talk to us at this moment, they only want to talk to, it. HRA was supposed to have an appointment with and a meeting on the 5th of this month to work out this whole thing. Are they going to be in the Are they going to be financially about to support this? We believe pressure from studs have of them don't come back to them because they know this decision is coming up, what we're going to do with this levy and we can't get a reply from them. But it is quite possible that the New Zealand Zealand Government of HR uh, Harness Racing cannot fund the the Inter-Dominions coming forward or won't do it. So uh, we won't be able to call it the the Inter-Dominions and we're going to have to fund it around Australia again and it'll be the Australian Pacing Cup, which we have that name registered. And that may be the major feature race. And if people who say they breed don't want to support um, racing or fund racing, I'm really lost. I just think it's a no-brainer. You don't do it. Stake money is the yardstick of, of every industry in, in racing and we we can't do without this. I just think of we need to do it. We've had resistance when we bought in microchipping. We had resistance when we closed the, the stud book to 150 and there's been more stallion servings over 100 mares. It's been a very very positive. There's been a resistance against changing the breeding season which is we don't push our two-year-olds or whatever and, and, and it's working fine but every time we introduce something new in harness racing, we have more more than we do people looking at the, the glass half full or whatever. It's half empty, half full. We have more knockers than we do until it's actually in. And oh, that was a good idea. That was a good idea. <laughs> I think this is we don't do this. Honestly, I, I just can't see where we're going. So well, we need. We definitely need to do it.
4: Well, people can can have their opinions by by re, by responding to um, to the. Um, the proposal, Bob. Thanks for your time. We've run a, a little bit over time, but uh, really interesting chatting to you, mate. Thanks for your time. I know you're a really busy person, and we'll see you at Gloucester Park very shortly.
2: Thank you, Dylan.
5: Bye bye. Good on you, Bob.
4: Thanks, Bob. Uh, really interesting man. Passionate but, man. Yeah, isn't passionate he? man. Runs yeah, runs it. a great businesses on the HRA's on the rural board as well. Yeah. Uh, obviously a big stud master and um, a big breeder himself. Um, uh, at, time to take a break uh, Rob as we go to the break Colin Brown brought up his 3000th winner as a driver at Gloucester Park last week with the daughter of Roll with jo, Joe Jolene as we go to the break here's Jolene winning the Fly Like an Eagle 3 year old Phillies Pace
1: Jolene, let's dance tonight on the outside. Three wide now, coming home quite gamely as Star Lily, as he's about to go for Jolene. So, Jolene just in front of Star Lily as a corner, then Eastern Robin. Patrickia drove up just behind them in the straight. He goes for Jolene, and she's clear. Battling on as Star Lily. Patrickia on the outside. Jolene in front of Star Lily. Patrickia, an absolute delight, runs into fourth, but Jolene does it fairly comfortably by two and a half metres in a third quarter of 29.5, and then they ran home in 28.6. Got to get You're listening
3: to Talking Trots with Mortz and Michael Radley on SEN track. I have on my mind. I got to get this is Talking Trots with Mortz and Michael Radley on SEN track.
1: So it's Poise to pounce the inside, Miragon the outside, Warwick the first one to go for Poise to pounce, Miragon put the nose in front, drew a metre in front, he might be too classy. In third place, Caveman, who's all over them now, and then came Hesty, so going to the front, Miragon, the danger, Caveman's coming hard on the outside, Caveman has raced up on the outside of Miragon, shot to the front and looked all over, Caveman raced away from Miragon, Hesty late on the scene as the code breaker, but the troglodyte's going to do it, Caveman, Racers aim to win it well. Three-way go, the Miners. Caveman, number two, is the winner.
4: There we go, Caveman. We'll talk about it in just a moment, but uh, this segment's brought to you by Loans 123, car loans, debt consolidation, personal finance. Who do you see? Our man Steve Steve Sell, Sell, the nude nut, at loans123.com.au. If he can't help you, no-one can. He'll look after all your personal finance needs and great supporters of sport here in wa and i tell you one man who doesn't need a loan though is our man scott bomber hill after caveman saluted at 17 dollars last week bomber it was a good way to finish the night yeah it was good with uh
6: yeah it was a tough start to the night but uh yeah that was just one of those races that sort of pops off the page the map just looked to set up perfectly for him and uh yeah it uh come to fruition so yeah really good finish
5: no pressure, bomber. But we're looking for another one at that price today.
4: <laughs> what have you got for us, sir? <laughs> all right. Actually, let's do the market for the, the first one. We're going to start at race number three, which is the specialised equipment funding solution. We could have funded all the solutions last week. It, uh, it's over the 2130 metres, and as we have a look at the tab touch market, tab touch the brand that funds the industry. And uh Shenway, who's been going well for Corey Peterson, who's been going well, a dollar forty-five and favorite draw in the poll. We have lightning jolt at nine dollars, Medieval Man at 6.50, Jimmy Mack at 13, Talker up at 26, Disco under fire 101, Vets Verstrappen at 61, Space Junk at 34, and the last drop at 101. The back line. There you go. Only one with any support, $15 into $10. And Rebchenko at $12. Uh, Bomber, I'm tipping you're not going to throw us into a $1.45 chance. Uh, which way are you going in uh, race number three?
6: Are oh, you right there, Rads? Uh, yeah, last got there, you go wrong last week. I thought he was the leader and didn't happen, but uh, tonight he looks to get that run that he loves in behind the leader, follows out the leader and probable eventual winner. And I think just covered up there nicely, came up nice. Place price and uh, yeah, can't really see him losing the leader's helmet, so really confident he runs the drum.
5: Did I see you come up with that $1.95 a
4: place? $1.95 a place, which is which good shopping with the tab touch boost, yeah. uh, that
5: will get you over even money. Yeah. So, um, from the barrier 10, um, looks like he's going to get a lovely trip bomber. What are you thinking as a uh, as a wager here on race three? Yeah,
6: I think two units, say so just around that flip of the coin, so um, yeah, double our money early, hopefully.
4: That's uh, race number three. Two, place bet for there you go. The next race we're going to have a look at is race number six, uh, and it is the uh, the member sprint, uh, and uh, the one is scratched here, Hampton Banner. So we have Miragon um, who comes into the pole at $1, 65 into 155, Lawrence $10 into seven, So Galahad $650 and uh, steady Kolpika. At 5.50 and steady. Son of a Tiger at 41. Diego at 11. And back in 20, who we spoke to Bob Fowler before, at $15. He won't find the front tonight from the outside, or you wouldn't imagine so. Bummer, what have we got here for race number six?
6: Yeah, on a night that I found pretty tough for value, this guy, he's our big bat, Miragon, number two, I think. He just leads on his ear from the inside here, and it essentially turns this mile race into a 1,200 metre sprint, We've seen previously, you know, he can last week he was posted in a 50, 57 4 middle half and home in 56 3. Made it really, really hard from the breeze in the start before he, he led, dashed home in 56 1. Just cannot see anything getting near him tonight. I think he just bounces on top and wins.
5: And a seven horse field um, with the scratching, with uh, Sir Galahad just back after a short let up. You'd imagine he'll be uh, looking for some cover. So Miragon does look a very good bet at this stage. Bomber, what, what are you thinking here?
6: Yeah, we're going to make
4: him a five-unit bet. Five ca- <laughs> yeah, we love a five-unit bet. Load up right in the middle of the program. Just give us plenty of ammunition to finish the night. And Miragon uh, looks like the leader and winner in race number six for our man, um, our man Bomber Hill. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and do what, uh, the last couple of races uh, for Bomber. But we all know the Pegs is the best place to be at Gloucester Park. That's why we're tipping the goal place. And last week, Caveman in behind the leader, Extradite. They went hard for him. Sat yeah. behind the leader, Corey Peterson. Jeez, he's driving in good form for, for Kimmy Prentice, saw horse, Extradite. He had the great run behind the leader, extricated, and proved too good. As we go to the break, this uh, here another win from Extradite from last week on the Pegs.
1: Extradite is getting through as well. I'm full of excuses, son of a tiger. At a massive price, drove up into a dead end. Around the turn they run, though. As happy as Larry has found the front with Extradite giving chase. Kira Skiro, as happy as Larry, the leader. Extra Extradite cutting it down. As happy as Larry just in front. Extra Extradite trying to get there. As happy as Larry clinging on. Extradite diving at it. As happy as Larry. As happy as Larry. Extra Extra Extradite a nose. Two as happy as Larry ruckusing. flu got third. I fancy Extradite. On the line.
3: You're listening to Talking Trots with Mortz and Michael Radley on SEN Track. This is Talking Trots with Mortz and Michael Radley on SEN Track.
1: Star of Diamonds leads the way. Heaven Showgirl and Leap of Faith. They're both coming. Queen Shenandoah is still there, the inside. Then delightful reaction, not doing enough. Some beach party or savvy. Bromek as a Kirk corner around the bend. Stara Diamonds in front, but moving up. Heaven Showgirl, the outside. And then Queen Shenandoah, Alters Angel behind them. And also Leap of Faith in the straight, though. And racing clear. Stara Diamonds is doing it well. In second place is Heaven Showgirl. Queen Shenandoah and Leap of Faith. But Stara Diamonds. Star of Diamonds. Great drive, Volk. he won it. Well. Heaven Showgirl second ahead away third Queen Shannon
4: Doher. Yeah, Star of Diamonds in winning form and Voke driving really well. So you what, Heaven Showgirl. She's a really good feeling. and oh Mayor. gee she's fast. She's in again tonight uh, against uh, the boys, but um, she's also going to make a presence felt. But Star of Diamonds winning the Wazbro Breeders' Stakes, the Group Two last week, the feature event. This segment is brought to you by um, our good friends at Bayswater Mazda. Anthony and the team at Bayswater Mazda, corner of Guildford and Garrett Roads, and we know driving is better in a Bayswater Mazda. Mortz drives around in a He does, and he likes to
5: talk that up a little bit. He does. They're open Monday to Friday, 8 to 6. Yep. Wednesdays, 8 till 9. And Saturdays, you can pop in. Saturday mornings, 8 till
4: 1. Yeah, on the corner, as I said, of uh, Guildford and Garrett Road all right so let's have a look at the next race we're going to have a look at and it's the veil vale. joe Emma pace jay we mentioned joe last week we mentioned passed away and uh on uh thursday uh, the previous thursday and um uh, and bob also mentioned that he was uh, instrumental in getting bob into uh nice. harness racing as well so um let's have a look at the market and not a drawn one he's a dollar ninety and favorite extreme prince fourteen dollars lord roscoe two thirty and steady De, horse, De Force De horse is at uh, $31, Vesper at $6, Q Town Rip Roaring at 26 and Macazar at 81 Bomber, what do you see here? One of our old favourites in this race, Lord Roscoe, are you going to pump up? I
6: don't think this is a dead set two horse race, and we probably know the result 20 metres after the start, <laughs> whichever leads from not a Benadonario and Lord Roscoe, I think wins. Uh, the only Real way, well, I think, not a Benidinario can hold up is just due to Junior's brilliance at timing the gate from one from this start. He's, it, there's none better. But Lord Roscoe, one of the fastest beginners in the state, think he can cross and win. So with him.
5: So the 2,500, you don't see that being a problem for Lord Roscoe?
6: No, not initially at all. I think once he finds the front, if he does, uh, he'll, he'll just walk them and, and Junior will never get out off his back.
5: Yeah, I did catch up with seniors during the week, and he uh, he was worried about Lord, Lord Roscoe. So I uh, think we may be onto something there, Bummer. What's your staking plan for this one?
6: Yeah, he's a two-unit bad. Really, really quick. If he leads, I think he just wins, and, and, yeah, he's very fast off the gate.
4: No, as you said, we'll know probably after about 50 metres <laughs> for that race. And the last race we've got to look at is race number nine, the last race in the car tonight at Gloucester Park, the Etch-Coding Mobile Starter, the 25.36. And we have euphoric moment at 165 in favour in the poll. B17 at five dollars. Rock and roll Whippy at 17 Pierre Whippy at six dollars. CC Chevron 51. Uh, Betty's Lass at 21. And outside of the small field, the runners of seven is Smart Fortune at 550. Bomber, what are we playing in the last?
6: Interesting one here, euphoric moment. If he leads, he'll win, no question. But He's walked out of the gate from one, both front and back line here, many, many times. And I'm hoping that's the case again tonight. And, uh, you know, Voki on the smart fortune drawn wide. We know the wide horses get an advantage from this start. He might even have a look early. He crosses. We go from $5 to $2. And, uh, yeah, really happy to have just a small bet on him.
5: Rads does like to get out out a winner in the last race, the 2,500-metre coatings pace. So what's the play here, Bomber?
6: One unit bet. We're probably in trouble if euphoric moment leads, but yeah, yeah. given he's um, he can walk out, uh, I think he's good value. Smart fortune.
4: All right, the five fifty on Tab Touch Bomber. We got uh, Diamond heats on Tuesday, but tonight's the uh, the main one we need to look at, and it's uh, the first race at five twenty-two. A little bit of confidence in the middle of the program there with uh, our best bet of five unit with Miragon uh, Bomber. Thanks for your time this week, and uh, we'll get uh, we'll speak to you next week. Thanks very much, guys. Pleasure. Have a great night. Thanks, Thanks Mom. Scott Bomber Hill, our man. $17 winner last week. Don't think we'll get to get one this week, but I think we're in for a good There's night. There's some options. There are. All right. Um, let's go back a week and tell you what, it'll always, always be Mickey's doing a fantastic job as a sire. I know you've got a. Yes, Robin. very exciting. I know Watts has got a couple. Um, and uh, in the final race, they all would, the follow stars always pace, the Mickey taker <laughs> for Aidan De Campo was too good. As we go to the break, let's listen to another winner for Always Be Mickey, the Mickey taker.
1: In third place on the inside is Idolised. The Mickey-Taker sliding through now to come after What Are The Odds who took the lead. So What Are The Odds went to the front from Bushwhack. The Mickey-Taker continues to run home strongly though as they come to the turn. What Are The Odds needs to find. The Mickey-Taker closing in. What Are The Odds leads a metre. The Mickey-Taker the outside trying to get to him and then came Bushwhacked and Idolised in the straight. What Are The Odds, The Mickey-Taker. The Mickey-Taker moves up, takes the lead. From What Are The Odds, they had no answer and The Mickey-Taker is coming away 28-4 that third quarter. And the mickey taker came clear to win it well from What Are The Odds Idolised and then Bushwhacked.
3: You're listening to Talking Trots with Mortz and Michael Radley on SEN Track. This is Talking Trots with Mortz and Michael Radley on SEN Track.
6: Head by six metres, Walleroy Boy about to get off its back. Can't explain it next, then Sealster's song and Mike Orr coming to the outside. But around the bend, a good ideal goes for home. Still six metres in front over Walleroy Boy who gets out, gives chase. Then Sealster's song, Rock and Roll Tony finishing off out wide. A good ideal in front, it's all out, Rock and Roll Tony. And along the inside, Sealster's song, Rock and Roll Tony hits the front, Rock and Roll Tony. Over either Sealsters' song or Walleroy Boy, and close-up was a good idea.
4: Yeah, that was Rock and Roll Tony to the cheers of the Talking Harness WA fans, and we're about to talk to BK very shortly. But this segment's brought to you by Retrovision, your local WA electrical appliance specialist. Our race C members receive an additional five percent every day. That's on the lowest price guarantee. And our Mayor Mortz went to uh, June dot during the week and. All the Mortimers are there. All the Mortimers. George, James, they look after you. If, you, if you're in June of Love, go and see them. They will look after you out there. The boys, 60 years uh, Retrovision's been there. And,
5: uh, Has he got a photo shoot coming up? Is that why he's having the cosmetic surgery? <laughs> on the front of Retrovision? All or, 14 stores? Yeah, well, the red shirt.
4: All right, uh, our man BK, tell you what, uh, it was a, the, the sale down the outside, uh, Rock and Roll Tony for us, BK, and started a great night for us here on Talking Harness WA. <laughs>
0: Obviously, the commentator doesn't listen to our program because he, no. uh, he didn't see it. He wasn't calling it till the very end. But anyway, we'll have to get him listening. very subdued Royal... as well. <laughs> he was very subdued, so he didn't back it, obviously. <laughs> <laughs>
4: All right. What have you got for us, mates? Uh, we've got to touch over, so I'll let you run through our, your tips for us at Draw Newcastle.
0: Yeah, run through these quickly. Three tonight. We're going to start with race two. Number eight, my best bet of the night, Rockham Lachlan. I uh, had no luck whatsoever from gate one. Uh, last start in the major Bob race. That looks like a lot better class than this. The Danger, obviously number two, Lala La Brom. But I just think this is the class horse, Rock and Lachlan. Um, that did win the Golden Guitar back there in January. A very good form race. And um, two starts ago, raced against Ignatius and Cruz. So you don't have to be out, Einstein, to work out. That's a very good form and around even money. So I think that's uh, a good way to start the night with my best there. We're going to go to race six. There's a very nice horse here, number six, Vincent van Gaon, a one by the length of an angle straight, honestly, um, on debut. But it looks like it'll be winning, but very short. Number four, Skippy Delight goes okay. But I'm going to go with number nine, Hot and Gold, a place around the $2.70, $2.80, maybe a bit more come race time. Um, I think they'll go pretty hard in front, Vincent van Gone. If he goes and, and he's gone like last time, that Van off often gone, then the pegs will come into play here, as we know, at Newcastle. And I think Hot and Gold, along the pegs, it's had three starts back this campaign for a win at Newcastle in a quick 52, followed up with it a second and a fourth. Um, I think Jack Callaghan can uh, get along the pegs for us. It's had two starts at the track for a win and a second. So something to place there on race six, number nine. And then we're going to finish with a very much a specky in race eight. Number one, I see spots, I'm going to call it. Not like the commentator who likes to call it X spots, but I'm going with I see spots. <laughs> and... Uh, I'm going back to December. This horse won 156 156.2 of 50 to 1. Surprised everyone. It's got gate speed. with have a huge driving change here. Brad Elder on board. It went okay at Maitland. When it ran third behind slinging a gun, etc. It's the strongest race in the world, and I'm not exactly saying to go overload on it, but around the 12, 15 to 1, it's worth something very small. $5 each way. Number Race 8, number 1, obviously spots, but hopefully race 2, Rock and Lachlan will be the bank.
4: Beautiful. Sounds like a, a, a good night at uh, Royal Newcastle, mate. Thanks for your time. I uh, know it was a quick segment, but, uh, mate, uh, we'll talk to you next week.
0: That's right. Just wondering if all the Mordons are there. Is Steve there as well? <laughs> <laughs>
6: Different. <laughs> Different game. Peter. One, one, one for the Eastern fans, not the Western fans. Sorry. Yeah, the
4: no, rugby league you. fans. The Canary Bankstown supporters. Good on you, VK. Thank you.
0: See you, boys. See
4: you. See you, VK. Uh, big show. Yes, it uh, was. Uh, it is. Hopefully, we have found a few winners. Uh, the running camel, actually a horse named the running camel, debuted during the week and it's in again on Monday. Can you? You in second. Can you go one better?
5: Uh, hopefully, he um, he's still a little bit green, as, yeah. as we've seen, but um, he's showing some ability. He's a sports rider, so
4: we're hoping he'll be up and about um, soon. Mm. And uh, tell you what, Morts. Tell you what, Morts's two horses went really well yeah. this week. Always an angel. She's got to be very hard to beat in the three-year-old diamond and. Um, the derby winner he was very good Ronaldo Ronaldo, but he's up against up against uh, um, Leverager in the final so it's going to be great great racing uh, over the next couple of weeks thanks for your time Robbie Thanks. thanks Rad and we'll see you next time you're in thanks for everyone for listening until next time it's bye for now